There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As Jim Thorpe told Victor Hugo, okay. and presumably Javier, <laughs> when, when Cleopatra crossed the Rubicon, <laughs> right? <Excellent. laughs> she got around, man. <laughs> the last pod is the best pod. Yo, <laughs> welcome, my friends, to the last pod on the right here at laststoponthewright.com. I am Ben Crystal. I'm Mike Abel. And oh my goodness, did we have a we had a pod we had an hour of podcast fabulosity in store for you here at laststoponthewright.com and of course through the vastly superior professionals at America's Podcast Network. You are listening to KLRN Radio.net. And then everything went to hell. I was like, oh, you know, after that dumpster fire of debate. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, we got enough right here. That was a show. This is a show. We can do this. That's all we need. A couple, maybe a little other things going in there about, uh, you know, Judge Barrett. Maybe we got it. And then everything went down. I was supposed to then this week said, wait, hold my beer of and all, watch this. Of all the of all the 2020-esque weeks, this was the 2020-ish-esque. <laughs> yeah. I uh, remember back when we thought 2019 was kind of a crappy year, and we're like, "Well, 2020 will be better." God Almighty, right. you know. And I don't. I'm, I keep people seeing people say, "Hey, I I sure hope 2021 is an improvement." I'm like, there is no reason to assume that it will be anything other than the dumpster fire crap fest that this has been. I, I want to read the actual contract when it gets here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna look this Make one over. Make sure you check the terms and conditions on 2021 exactly. before you agree to proceed from here. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're sitting here, and, and right before we actually uh, we sat down here to begin recording this this hour long foray into podcast fabulosity here at the last pond on the right, uh, we were actually as as we are known to do because we're cool guys like that. We were we were doing our fantasy football thing, uh, looking ahead, and it's uh, it's beco- it's becoming unplayable. We're not there yet. Not yet. We're not there yet, but, but it is becoming unplayable. It has, it has suddenly changed. And I was dominating again this season. So now I'm like, oh, damn it. You know, because as I'm fond of pointing out whenever possible, I dominated last season too. Yeah. And okay. I was enjoying the dominance. Now I have no idea. I almost feel like even if I continue to dominate you scrubs, I can't say, ah, you see how I snuck that in there? Uh, I can't say that it was a dominant year because who the hell knows what kind of year this would have been under normal circumstances. Excuse, excuse me, your head's getting in the way. <laughs> Dude, uh. it's, not that, it's really not that much of an accomplish though, accomplishment, though. Being an awesome fantasy football player is not really something that, I mean, you, there are guys that do this profession, that do it professionally and right. do it well. right. It's to me, it's always been like, uh, yeah, I beat the crap out of my friends and pretend football every weekend. Right. I mean, that's really what it is for no money for no money. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, and you can do the DFS thing. There are a lot of guys. I know guys that are literally uh, um, I actually have a friend. I know a bunch of guys that do it. I have one friend who makes the bulk of his income as a professional football gambler to me. Nice. Well, it's it, you know, he's got money that he can play with exactly like that. to me that's i couldn't do i couldn't do that whole like gambler lifestyle i couldn't spend every day like watching some dude who whose name has too many consonants and not enough vowels 
you know, from 46 yards for the win with his left foot and, and like have my whole year hinging on that kid. I couldn't handle that kind of stress. Right. Uh, the guys that do that, it's a special breed. I mean, there's no reason to assume it's any different than the guys who play the game. I mean, people that are very good at it or very directed in whatever they do. And like, this is the one thing they do. And so, yeah. I mean, you're going to gamble. I just, to me, that's that's more stress than I think I would be willing to handle, even if I was good at it. That's, I saw there's... It's a guy bet $250,000 the other day that the Marlins would win game one of their series, which they're like, you know, pretty low ranked. And, well, uh, and keep in mind, the Marlins have never lost a postseason series. Lost, so I mean, they haven't played in that many of them, but right. they've never lost. I think they're seven and oh in postseason series. Now. Right. But guess what? The Marlins won and dude made $675,000 off a $250,000 oh, bet. Hey. So, hey, you know. Oh, hey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. So you got like two and a half to one and it paid. Nice, my man. Go get them. Yep. That's a, that's, I mean, it's a way to live. There ain't no, obviously. If you got the money. Well, you look at the guys that are like the professional poker players, you know, and they live this life that they do. And the, the way that, I don't know if you've ever watched any of that on TV. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, I, to me, it's fascinating. I couldn't do it. I couldn't spend that, I couldn't have that many question marks in my life on a daily basis that are that important. Right. It's one thing to be like, I wonder, like the biggest question mark I ever face would be like, is the Kroger going to be out of that coffee that I like? (laughs) That's about as far as it goes for me. Is there going to be a problem? Did the airline lose my luggage? Right. All right. These guys, they're sitting there watching like, if this kid strikes out, do I lose a quarter million dollars? I, I couldn't, Right. I don't know, man. I, there's not enough tums in the world, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Now we got a, a a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with this going. On. We are we yeah, as always going to be the case during the football season. There's going to be football conversation, especially when you've got guys like the Hog that we know are listening, and he's actually having a pretty good year. Because boy, did we give it to him at the beginning of the season, and I, boy, were we wrong. Wow, we were so wrong. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to talk about it. Wow, we, I, we ate the crow a couple weeks ago, but man, I got to keep saying it to you, Hog, because I predicted you guys would go like 1-15. and 15. It was like Rodgers is finished, and you guys suck, and he's not, they're not, and they don't. I can still go 3-12. and 12. <laughs> you're, you're more, at this point, if you really hate the Packers, you are more likely to, you kind of think it at this point, Maybe the season just goes bad and they don't play. Because <laughs> other than that, yeah, you're boned. And you know, you as a Vikings fan, you're boned anyway because your team is just horrendous, We're terrible. We suck. You are you are bad, and yeah. I'm a Giants fan, and we are bad. But you're actually worse at being bad because at least we're consistently horrible. You guys are like, hey, we're almost good, but not really. Not really. Like the Vikings come out and they're like, we're looking good this week. Psych. Least, the least, Giants are like coming out and they're like, no, we're terrible. At least, yeah. least we're not the Falcons and look fabulous oh, for three quarters God, and then man. just decide to take a I turn. don't know how Falcons fans can continue to deal <laughs> with this. It is like every season they have another way of, hey, guess what? We're looking good. We got some talent, throwing the ball around. You know, we've managed to find a way to to supplement the running game, which has been, you know, and then, and then we're going to break your heart. Yep. I mean, Julio's starting to show his age a little bit. All of a sudden, Calvin Ridley is the best wide receiver in the National Football League. Matt Ryan's been playing for 13 years. He could still throw for 450 yards a game. Granted, he'll throw a couple of picks along the way, but he's still got that arm. (laughs) I mean, he could still distribute the ball for three quarters. But then their defense goes, you know, we are just out of gas. (laughs) Something about the fourth quarter. Man, it's it's been even when they were great, like a couple years ago against the Patriots, Mm -hmm. the famous you know, that famous Super Bowl. Yep. It was like unlosable. 
Wait, wait, Let's it, see what they what do. Was this it? There week? was 18 minutes left, and they had a 20, 27, 3. 20, yeah, it was 28 to 3, 28, something like that. And then the next thing you know, huh, bye. All right. Well, we got other things to get into today. And I know that we wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about that debate, which would have been the show. I right. mean, that was going to be the show because right. it was like, wow. You watch these two guys up here, and my initial reaction at the time, watching that debate, watching that debate was very simple. You know, and I think I even mentioned it on, on in the uh, the last stop on the right Facebook group. I was like, let's be honest, kids. If these were the only two auditions, you know, you neither one of these guys would get the part. And then I, I added to that, I was like, actually, if this were the if these were the only two auditions, the studio would pull the financing. <laughs> It was hard. It was it was offensively stupid and and I mean just it, I, you could watch these two guys just tear into each other like like autistic teenagers. It was just like they were saying the dumbest crap they could to each other just to be awful to each other. Just, just shut up, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> at one point the the former vice president of the United States told the president of the United States that will you shut up, man? I'm like, now that of course the libs are all like, hey, he's so strong and he's tough, and I'm like, that is incredibly undignified. Granted, Trump was being an absolute jackass. The entire time. Oh, there was no dignity anywhere there was, in the but, room. But, you know, that's but, not something you... You're not supposed to celebrate this. This isn't something... You're not like, yeah, we he got him there. I'm like, no, these guys are vying ostensibly to be the leader of the free world ostensibly for the next four years. And they are acting like... It's like watching Mean Girls. Right. And, and, and people are like, oh, you know, and way too many... Now, I expect the libs. I expect the Democrat media complex because, it, uh, I mean, Biden could start throwing feces at Trump. They'd be like, oh, my God, he's so brave to do that because the Democrats and their minions have absolutely no standards at all other than win. That's all they care about. Right. As we've learned since the debate, they would literally they would gladly see you die and potentially even kill you, as we've learned from their Antifa terrorists. And remember, kids, Antifa, no matter what Joe Biden says, it's not an idea. It is an organized and active wing of the Democrat Party. Right. All right. Don't be fooled by Joe Biden says it's just an idea. I'm like, no, Antifa is Democrats being paid and organized by other Democrats to attack Americans. That's what Antifa is. They are the brown shirts of the Democrat Party. But, you know, with the they're OK with all of that. We shouldn't be way too. And, but I expect it from the left. Because the let they're right, garbage. Right. They're all just garbage people. Way too many people on the right were willing to step into that and be like, "Yeah, Trump got him there. Trump got him there." Ha ha ha! And I'm like, "No, this isn't. Your, this, you shouldn't be celebrating this." Yes, Trump steamrolled Biden. Yes, Trump proved that Biden does not have the intellectual wherewithal to handle himself against some of the tougher world leaders that are active right now. Yes, Trump proved that he has a dominant stage presence. But Trump also proved that he is an absolute jackass. Well, he just reiterated the fact. That's been proven long ago. Yeah, yeah. But it's not something that we're supposed to be like, hey, great job. You sure showed him. Like, no, (laughs) No. don't get into this dumpster with them. We will all stink when it's over. Right. But that was that. That was the debate. That was going to be the topic of discussion. And I, you know, I do my regular radio spot on uh, on a, a local radio program that airs out of Savannah on the uh, the iHeart Network. Right. Uh, and uh, and Billy, the host, asked me, "What do you think?" I was like, "I think it it literally lowered the collective IQ of the nation just watching those two idiots." Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have Pence and Harris coming up. Hell, it killed Helen Reddy. It what? <laughs> it killed Helen Reddy. It killed Helen Reddy. Yes, remember her. 
Yeah, year. the I am woman, hear she, me roar lady. I think she watched the debate and then she died. Okay, you, boy, you were, man, you stretched for that okay. line. You um, stretched for that. No, good for you. Uh, that was obscure as hell, but wow. <laughs> I think it killed her. <laughs> Mikey reaching over the wall. <laughs> Matt Davis, too. Okay. All right, I'll stop. Too obscure, too okay. obscure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, it's hard to be topical. <laughs> In the ghetto. Um, okay. Now, they, I expect Trump to be an ass because Trump, that's, that's him. That's his MO. I know our executive producer, my mom, does not like it when I use that word to describe the president, but that's what he was doing. And way too many people on the right were happy about the way he handled himself. I'm like, no, this was bad for everybody. And actually, the Democrats benefit when they when he acts like this. When now when he acts like this, because you know, he trolls them all the time. He usually keeps them off their I think that's what happened. I think he went in going, it was so effective against Hillary. Right. You know, when he debated Hillary and he got under her skin and Hillary is emotionally unstable. So getting under her skin created that whole, you know, we saw it for six months. Hillary Clinton just wandering around the country going, I hate everybody that's not on my side. Vote for me. Right. And that was I think a lot of that was a product of the fact that Trump gets under people's skin. And if you are already an emotionally fragile, egotistical person like Hillary Clinton, who I think probably has some psychological problems. That's going to be an effective tactic. And it was against Hillary. Right, right. But with Biden, because he's so lost in the fog, I mean, you know, you're basically, <laughs> wait, because you're yelling at a dude that's not 100% there anyway. So right. it's like, he doesn't even care. Yeah, I mean, the dude's halfway in the bag from dementia anyway, and, and it was late <laughs> in the day, so you know he's already sundowning, because that happens with dementia. Right. I mean, you're basically yelling at a dude who's drooling at his pudding. I mean, he's like, I don't even know what the hell's going on here. And, of course, he's, Biden trying to give back. He's used to it. I mean, Bernie will yell at him like that, too. I yeah, mean, well, you know. that's a good point. Because Bernie just only has the one vo- setting what? on his volume knob. Like he turned him up to 11. <laughs> and ripped the knob off. <laughs> Coming up next on Old School FM Radio. Turn it up to 11 and rip the knob off. Uh, but Biden tried his best to give back, but he came off like kind of a scoldy old grandpa and it was just awkward and weird. And it would have been the story of the week, except for the fact that the president of the United States has tested positive for the coronavirus. Everywhere the POTUS got it too. Hey. hey. Uh, nice. Yeah, so the president <laughs> of the United States has it. A number of, of senators have now come down with the people that were at that uh, the thing for Judge Barrett. Right. Uh, the first lady has it. She actually has some symptoms. Now, as we're recording this, the word on the screen is the president's fine. They, they put him on some supplemental O2, but that's just a precautionary measure. He's fine. Right. Now, who the hell knows, though? That's all where he was fever-free. Also, yeah, I mean, so, you, know, you know, he's fine anyway. He's, uh, you know, I he's know relaxing. that they like to go after, you know, the Democrat media complex, anything that they can get on Trump. And that this is why they've t- totally torched their own credibility over the last three and a half years. Because any unsourced rumor, whatever, that they think is a get, they will air it as if it is fact. And then, oh, well, and when, and when it turns out to be bull... They do the thing that, well, we've seen what happened. They've gone totally, the Democrat media complex has gone totally Orwell. Because when they get caught, either airing an unsourced statement that turns out to be false, and it started with that idiot dossier and uh, the BuzzFeed clowns, and went downhill for them, and they took CNN with them. And then CNN was like, no, we're going to go one further. We're going to put Michael Avenatti on camera. And Brian Stelter is going to call him a legitimate presidential contender. And I'm like, well, you guys are done. 
But they, you know, they keep going farther and farther downhill. Uh, with Trump and his health, it's like, oh my God, he's gonna die. And I'm like, try to contain your enthusiasm. Because you know what really is going on is they were hoping he would. You know, they I, want I, him to die. When I when the fact that I saw him walk to the helicopter yesterday, I was like, okay, whatever. there was even he's I fine. can't remember he's who it was. It was. I think it was a correspondent for you know. It's one of those ones that you're like, these guys have White House passes. Uh, uh, Vanity Fair, I think. You know, one of, <laughs> well, yeah, some journalists have it. One of those outlets that you're like, I cannot believe that these guys even have press access. Like right. Playboy, they sent that shrieking buffoon. What's his name? Karam, who shows up and yells at people, and it's like, why does this guy keep getting a pass? Just pull it. Remember, he even sued to keep his uh, his access. What? Do they have articles? And I'm like, I didn't even know they still printed that. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, either. Playboy, really? I, I mean, yeah, 1978 called and Hef wants his gig back. Uh, but they they keep doing this and they bring up, but anyway, some dude from like Vanity Fair or something or or uh, or the Huffington Post. Right. One of these like entertainment slash left wing hate blogs that you're like, I can't believe that anybody gives these guys access to anything. Right. But he was like, oh, per source. Of course, an unnamed source. The president walked to Marine One for the visual effect. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Was Were you hoping he would, like, what, belly crawl? What you want? Did, did, you, did you want him to moonwalk a, there? Roll him out on a stretcher? Yeah. What, I, I mean, you know what? How about a jetpack? Would that have solved, would that have solved your problem? Right. I mean, what the hell? What, what did you expect him to do? And because they want there to be a problem. And then you realize the real issue here is that not only do they want the president dead, they'd be perfectly comfortable if we all just up and died. Oh, yeah. You have never seen anyone as happy as a Democrat media complex activist when a prominent conservative or one of a prominent conservative's supporters is either very ill or potentially going to die. Right. That I, It's the damnedest thing. I, mean, I, I don't like most of these liberal blowholes. I think they're garbage people. They lie. They cheat. They steal. They're an affront to the dignity of the nation. And in a lot of cases, they're a threat to the security of every man, woman, and child that wants to live free. Right. But I don't want them to die. I just want them to shut the hell up and just leave me the hell alone. Right. They want you to they want me to die. Yeah, they're like, I hope Trump dies. I mean, social media when Trump the it was one o'clock on Friday morning, I think, when it became when it was reported officially that Trump had tested positive for for, for the Rona. When he tweeted it. Right. And they're like, oh my God. And they, and you have uh, social media within moments was just Democrat media complex activists celebrating the possibility that the president of the United States might not survive. And most of them wishing that he would take his supporters with them. Right. And you had the usual crazies out there going, well, you know, if he dies and then Pence dies, which isn't possible, you know, that could happen. Then Nancy Pelosi's president. And I'm like, okay, yes, but stop it. Because you're showing your hand to me. Right. Okay. <laughs> you should stop. First of all, Nancy Pelosi would be, I mean, you think Trump's a bad president? Can you imagine that shrill, shrieking, psychotic harpy? You, you suppose Canada ever feels like they're like <clears throat> living in the apartment above the meth lab? <laughs> I mean, just with everything that's going on, do you suppose they're just like, oh, yeah, this is going to blow up any God, day now. Our neighbors suck, man. <laughs> uh, you know, the Mexicans are down there going, man, we used to be the bad kids on this block. Nobody even looks at them anymore. I know, they're, they're like, like Mexico's yeah, down there going, we got, we got nothing. We got nothing going on. This is still a third world hellhole. But hey, real estate's cheap, and these guys aren't living here yet. Yeah. 
<laughs> They're not immigrating our way. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I, I still, um, our executive producer, my mother, uh, has has made no bones about the fact that since Trump has led America into a more chaotic time, I would suggest that it is not Trump that has done so. Almost all of the charges that have been leveled at Trump are a result of the Democrat media complex's refusal to behave themselves. And it all stems from one thing. Hillary lost, and they still haven't been able to deal with it. Right. But mom says, you know, I, I, this is too much. I'm, I'm going to move to New Zealand is what she wants. She talks about moving to New Zealand. I'm like, I, I, these people are not running me out of my country. If somebody's going to go, it's going to be Brian Stelter from CNN or that little creepy little Maddow clone that hasn't finished puberty over at MSNBC. You know, right. the, you go. Okay. If you hate it that much, you GTFO. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. You are not going to scare me out of my country. You're not going to wreck this place to the point that I'm going to quit. Right. It's just like the foot. It's just like football. I don't give a crap if Colin Kaepernick does snow angels uh, at the, on the 50 yard line. You know, I, I don't care if he inspires everybody in the NFL to do the same thing. If you're on my fantasy team, score points this weekend. If right. you play for the Giants, find a way to get in the end zone. Other than that, I don't care. You're just a professional athlete. You're right. not someone that I take seriously. The difference being now that all the politicians and the media flacks have, have lowered themselves, that they are no more deserving of my respect than Colin Kaepernick. Right. You know, I don't care if Rosie O'Donnell has thoughts about the president. Okay, because she's just a fat, stupid Hollywood celebrity. Didn't she move to Canada back I, she, when Trump won the it's first? It's possible. Would it, well, you know what? No, you'd notice was, because you would notice though because if, if Rosie O'Donnell moved north, the whole country would have tipped a little bit on its side oh. and everything would have slid off the table. Wow. So you know, but no, it's you know, <laughs> Alyssa Milano. I'm like, okay, washed up sitcom actress who is now considered an intellectual heavyweight. That says more about the Democrats than it does about anything else. I'm right. like, these people are running your show, Ilhan Omar, AOC. I mean, communist halfwits, Islamo fascists, enemies of the republic. These are and, and halfwit Hollywood sitcom stars. These are their these are their heavyweights. These are not people who are worthy of me adjusting my life, more importantly, my residency, because they don't like X, Y, and Z. Right. All right. It used to be, though, that at least you could turn on the news. You might not agree with uh, uh, Peter Jennings. Peter Jennings was terrible about letting his politics infect the way he approached his anchoring position. Right. But he never, I never, I never suspected that Peter Jennings, uh, well, I mean, Peter Jennings wasn't stupid. He may have not been a very good journalist, but he wasn't a he wasn't a dummy. Right. All right. You didn't expect. I mean, you knew that Peter Jennings had at least thought about what he was saying um, or, you know, any of the like Tip O'Neill, the old school heavyweight lefties that used to fight against Reagan on everything. Right. I mean, at least there was some semblance of intelligence there. These people are all morons now. Ilhan Omar, Rosie O'Donnell, Kathy Griffin thinks I should leave the country uh, AOC thinks wishes that President Trump would die or whatever. I don't. These are these are these are they're filth. They're right. garbage people. You're not gonna just because you've lowered yourselves down to this whole like Beyonce Kardashian reality television thing that has infected American politics doesn't mean I have to follow you down there. You're not gonna run me the hell out of here. Right. If Colin Kaepernick couldn't get me to stop watching the NFL, then Chiquita Khrushchev ain't gonna get me to stop watching the news. Right. Period. Okay, I don't care how stupid CNN gets. I'm still going to find out what's going on. I mean, I go through CNN anymore. Oh, no. You watch these guys operate now, and it's <laughs> you know, the president has the coronavirus. 
And and it's a combination of celebration, so and from the left, celebration and grotesque misreporting. And my question, and there, here's a question I think needs to be answered. When in two weeks he emerges from isolation at Walter Reed and goes back to doing his, you know, the usual stuff, because we need to be honest, kids. The president, you may not like him, you may not think he's you may not think he's, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, he's kind of overweight or whatever. President's pretty vigorous, dude. You don't even have, you really don't have to like him to acknowledge that, that Donald J. Trump is not suffering from a lack of vigor. No. All right. One of the reasons that he makes Biden look so bad is because you look at Biden and you know he is he's fading fast. Biden is in the final phase of life. Right. You know it looking at him. He's he has a hard time finishing sentences. He frequently forgets where he is. He poops his pants. He poops his pants. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, he's an old man and he is fading fast. That is not someone that you should feel confident about being in a position. That's why I keep saying, you know, it's this is just Joe Biden's just the hood ornament. Right. You know, he's not driving the car. But you don't have to like Donald Trump to notice that Donald Trump does not suffer from a lack of of vim and vigor. The dude's got it. He's got it together from from a, an energy perspective, he gets up in the morning, he busts his butt all day, he goes to bed, and he does it again the next day. You don't have to like what he's doing during that time, but you can't argue that he's doing stuff. Right. So when he comes out in a week or two and is fine, like 99% of people that test positive for this overhyped disease that was given to us as some kind of weird party gift by the damn Chinese communists... When he comes out and he's fine, when Tom Tillis comes out and he's fine, when Mike Lee comes out and he's fine, and they say, before we get to this election, by the way, we've got to fill a Supreme Court seat, what the hell are they going to do? What are these people going to do when they lose this one? Okay, we've, we've gone from Hillary loses an election, it didn't occur to them that they could lose, and they spent three and a half years doing everything they can to upend every aspect of American life out of pure petulance juvenile, damn, I didn't win, so I'm taking my ball and going home attitude. Right. And then we went from there to outright violence. Now we have these so-called Antifa terrorists waging open warfare against American citizens. And I would remind you, the Antifa is the Democrat Party. They are not some... It's not what Biden, they're an idea. They're not an organization. The Antifa is the brown shirts of the Democrat media complex. Don't be fooled by these guys. But now we're in a situation where they are saying we will. Now we've got Trump getting the coronavirus. They're like, we hope you die. And we've seen from their behavior over the last couple of months, if they can't, if it's not a disease that gets us, they'll kill us. They'll try to. Right. We're watching them do it. They're already opening fire on the cops everywhere. And then and then their media Democrat media complex overlords go and explain to you why it's not really that bad. You should understand the frustration that leads to this. Let me explain to you why when our terrorist minions open fire on the police, that it's actually the police's fault and white supremacy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's where we are right now. Now, when Trump emerges from coronavirus isolation and they and they put Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court, what the hell is going to happen next? That's the question I haven't heard anyone answer. And I'd like to hear I'm I'm not super certain I want to see the answer because I bet you it's going to involve some crap getting set on fire. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we're only 10 days away from that. Trump will come out of isolation. And, and one of the first things they're going to do is fill that Supreme Court seat, which, by the way, is his job. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, over the weekend, the vice presidential nominee running with 
Joe Biden, um, suggested that American voters want and deserve an election before that Supreme. They want to have a say in the filling of that Supreme Court seat. And I'm like, they did in 2016. Yeah, four years ago or three years years ago. The gaslighting from these people is unbelievable. It's like they are assuming that we are all as stupid as the kids that they're turning out of colleges these days and don't know that this is how it works. Kids, this is Trump's job. Okay, part of Trump's job is to fill that seat. He is currently the president of the United States, and it is it, the when there is a vacancy on the Supreme Court, it is the job of the president of the United States to find an appropriate and acceptable replacement to put in that seat. You got to get him past the Senate. That's the deal. Democrats will go, yeah, but the Senate's rigged. I'm like, no, the Senate's not rigged. The Senate is acting exactly the way you did this. Right. Okay. You guys, way back, Mitch McConnell said to Harry Reid, if you do this, if you change the rules so that you don't have to worry about filibusters and you can just get your 5149 vote and that's good enough, you're going to regret it. This will come back about, ah, screw you, said Harry Reid. Well, welcome. Welcome to Mitch McConnell's prediction coming true. Under the auspices of the standards the Democrats demanded and enacted over Republican objections and warnings at the time, it is not only the job, it is the responsibility of Donald Trump to nominate Amy Coney Barrett or whomever he he picked her. It is the job of Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republican Lindsey Graham, Senate Judiciary, to get that nomination through to the court. Mm-hmm. Okay, they did this to themselves. That's going to be happening before the election because now they've made it a thing because they're like, no, we can't have this. We can't have this right before an election. There's too much going on. It's too much at stake. And, and I'm like, yeah, Supreme Court seat's at stake. They're trying to conflate the two. Right, right. It's not going to work. And of course, now that they've made it a thing, it's what's the one th- have you ever seen Donald Trump back down from a public challenge? And what were you guys even thinking? The right, moment right. they made this a sticking point where the president was up to some nefarious no goodery. Uh, in, in trying to put her on the thread. And boy, the misogyny of the attacks on her. I'll tell you, man. You watch the things they're saying about Judge Barrett, and it's like, wow. I, I just, Me Too really was more of a guideline than an actual rule, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like, me too, but not her. Right. I mean, if you ever wanted to see here the hypocrisy that has come to define the Democrat media complex on full display, go ahead and look at the way they are trading, treating Judge Barrett. This is one of the most accomplished jurists of the 21st century. She is. You don't have to like it. I'm not saying she's an Oliver Wendell Holmes reincarnated, but here she is. She is an accomplished federal judge in the United States of America whose resume rendered her worthy of the Supreme Court of the United States. That makes her, by definition, one of the preeminent jurists of the 21st century. And they are going after her. They've, they're going after her kids. They're going after the nature of the adoption of her. I'm like, good Lord, who does that? Like, it would never even occur to me to do that. You know exactly who does that. Well, I know, it's, but I'm like, really? I, I, you know, Obama was, and I think objectively I can say, Obama, from a, the standpoint of the respect for the Constitution of the United States, Obama was the worst president, I was going to say, really, since uh, I know our, our, our good friend and distinguished political science, Hutt, comma, P, will object to this. But we hadn't had a president that had such blatant disrespect for the Constitution since Nixon. 
Right. Okay. Obama literally thought the Constitution was just like, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, I know I got rules about it, but I'm going to go spy on journalists and everybody else. I mean, you realize, kids, during the Obama administration, we got to a point where pretty much any electronic transmission that was being sent or received in this country was being monitored. They used the IRS against people, okay? that's That was the Obama legacy. The real Obama legacy is drone strikes and a violation of your civil liberties. That's the real Obama. Right. Oh, and then the, all the lies they told about Obamacare. But now we're, we, we're here and we've got a situation where you've got a seat on the court that actually determines what the rules, you know, in theory regarding what people like the president can do. And, and they are going after, and, and again, Obama was a horrendous threat to civil liberties, but I never went after his kids, man. You know, there was a, I think there was a thing toward the end of his term, one of his daughters was photographed or videoed doing, I don't know, I think she was smoking some weed or something. I'm like, oh, really? Whoa, 18-year-old smoking weed. Stop the presses. No doubt. <laughs> Wait, really? Next thing you're going to tell me is she put on makeup and drank a beer. Ooh. And, and I remember saying to some conservative friends of mine, man, back the hell off. Right. And they're like, oh, don't do that thing where everybody does it because not everybody does it. Oh, I didn't smoke weed when I was 18. I'm like, well, then you missed out because it's actually, when you're 18 years old, it's kind of fun to do stuff like that. <laughs> I'm not suggesting if you're in college, you should go blaze up. But let's be honest about what college kids do. Of all the things that college kids do, that's not that big a deal. But I remember saying to a friend of mine who was doing that whole, but I was pure with the driven snow. I'm like, you might have been. All right, And I'm not suggesting that, that but... Do you really, what if one of your kids decides to crack a beer, uh, you know, pre-21 and gets caught doing it? Do you really want, uh, you want people that you don't know judging your ability as a parent? Right. I mean, come on, leave Obama's kids alone. And, 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 you know, now here we are, she's not even running for president. She has been appointed to the Supreme Court of the United States. Okay. She has been nominated for that seat. They're going after her kids. They are going after her children. They are making claims about her based on her religion. She's a Catholic. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. You guys don't, I mean, it's, again, we talk about gaslighting on this program all the time that has, again, come to define every talking point from the left. Judge Barrett is a Catholic. Yes, she is pro-life. I know that big abortion has managed to funnel enough money into the Democrat media complex, and we certainly know how they got it. You know, the, the baby parts racket is pretty, there's pretty good money in it, obviously. Right. You could buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> yes, you can. Thanks to big abortions influence on the Democrat Party being pro-life. They, they think of that as something. Being anti-murdering kids is apparently something you should be ashamed of. They're after her for that. I'm sitting there going, there are, there are not only is there, are there multiple Catholics already on the Supreme Court, including Obama appointee Sotomayor. Mm-hmm. But the doofus that you're trying to tell me is going to be the next president of the United States, or at least the president of you know the home over at Shady Acres, is a Catholic. He's not a Catholic in good standing, as was reiterated by the church this week. <laughs> Dude, did you see that? No, it was. I think it was a cardinal. I, I missed... It, the story went by me so fast, and I didn't look at it, and I'm not going to look it up right now. It's not as, that important. As they all have this week. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was just so much crap, right? but it was like somebody, I think it was a cardinal saying, well, Joe Biden's support, or Joe Biden's anti-life support for the anti-life groups, for Planned Parenthood, et cetera, uh, brings into question the viability of his faith. And I'm like, well, it kind of does. It does. But they're going after Barrett for being a Catholic. I'm like, Biden's a freaking Catholic. Sotomayor's a Catholic. She's already on the damn court. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not the only Catholic on the court. Sam Alito's over there going, hi, I'm a Catholic, but they hate him anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, because, you know, he's a Republican Catholic, and those are the worst kind. Well. But I'm like, you know, it's they, everything they can come up with. 
They're just throwing it at her. And again, it, it's the old monkey shit fight at the zoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're just going to keep throwing poop and see what sticks to the wall. I'm like, this is just a couple of years ago, you were telling me that women were the key to America's future, that we should vote for Hillary not because of her qualifications or whether or not she even be a particularly good president, but because she's a woman. And being a woman is better, see? If you're a woman, you're a better person, and you should be elected before a man. That way, uh, but now, unless that's gone by the wayside, <laughs> unless you're Amy Coney Barrett, and and right. get ready in 2024 because it's going to be unless you're Nikki Haley, right? You know, or unless whomever. It's always there's always that that little asterisk, you know. Me too, asterisk, you know, but not her, right? Yes, all women believe all women. Offer not available in all states. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's there's this this constant like disclaimer to everything they say and do and now we're talking about the supreme court of the united states here right okay that's this is not a small thing uh they're even mad because uh somebody started calling her you know remember how ginsburg was always the notorious rb rgb mm-hmm. rbg we're like, ah, it was like, haha, funny, get it? No, because she's like this tiny little old, frail Jewish woman, and they're using the same nickname as they used for, you know, Chris Wallace, and that's haha, funny. Chris Wallace, the rapper, not the Fox News buffoon, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, look him up if you don't know who he is. Now somebody started doing a notorious ACB thing, and they were mad about it. I'm like, you guys are even going to get, you're going to freak out over nicknames now? That's our nickname. It's not your nickname. I'm like, really, guys? This is what you're doing? Uh, well, you know. I mean, come on, people. Come <laughs> on. Now, So this is where we are right now. At the end of this week, with just a couple of weeks left before the next edition of the most important election of our lifetimes. If you notice, it's always the most important election of our lifetimes. Right. Every election is the most important. Eh, most important election of our lifetimes. Uh, and here we are. And now we've gotten, we've descended to the point where the left no longer wants us to lose. They want us to freaking die. Yeah. Yeah. And, and potentially would kill us if necessary. And I'm looking around going, have, what the hell? Dude, where is my country? I mean, I got to say, I was ta- I was talking to mom the other night. You know, I like that mom has a lot of thoughts. Mom likes to share her thoughts with how this podcast should go. And I'm willing to accept that. Right. Um, and she's out there going, you know, like I said earlier in the program, she's like, I, 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 if I could, I would go to New Zealand. I'm like, geez, well, man. But it's it really. If I could, I would too. <laughs> well, but, but see, I mean, I don't want to be that guy. But, I hate <laughs> I hate that politics in this country has gotten so reality TV-ified that stupid, stupid people have become so much more important because fame has become a bigger determining factor in whether or not you should be taken seriously than intelligence. Right. That now this is what we do. We have these ridiculous fights. We watch Joe Biden and Donald Trump go after each other like the junior high school debate uh, debate club on meth. (laughs) And 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 this is the man. It's really depressing me, Michael. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, It's kind of gross. It's it's depressing. It is depressing me. I don't want to be depressed about my country. I like my country. Well, I, I mean, I liked my country. I don't know. I'm not sure if I. Can, I'm not sure how fond I am of very significant parts of it these days. But this is this is the situation now. Now I want to remind everybody as you listen to us bloviate on these same issues that everyone else is bloviating on, but we do it in such a cool way. 
Bloviate? Bloviate. I like that. Yeah, yeah, bloviate. Uh, I want to remind you, Liz, vastly hot, there, there are vastly smarter takes on these issues available to you through, among other places, America's Podcast Network, KLRNRadio.net. And, of course, you can check out our website at laststopontheright.com and our Facebook group, Open for Business, Last Stop on the Right Facebook group, and our Twitter feed, at LastStopOTR. I've been super active on Twitter lately and not so much on uh, on, on Facebook. Facebook is just... I, it's just dumb memes now. It's like... It's, Facebook is like soccer moms trying to be hip and cool. It's all pretty much garbage. Well, of course it is all absolute garbage. But uh, I, mean, I don't know. I've been more... And I understand that with Twitter, you know you're fighting uphill. Because Jack Dorsey is full of crap, like like all heavyweight liberals. Jack Dorsey's a lying sack of garbage. And Twitter is bent for the left. If you are a conservative, you have tougher standards to avoid getting into trouble than, than if you're liberal. It's f- I'm fine with it, though. I mean, go, come on. Come get me, Jack. Come stomp on my little, tiny, very few followers' butt. You'll show the world, buddy. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's I'm fine with that. But I've been talking it's, with... A situation like we've seen this week, where there was just so much that happened in such a short period of time, it is difficult for Facebook to be enough of a, a, a forum in which there's give and take effectively. Because just, there's so many people on Facebook, and there's so much crap on Facebook, and they've changed their algorithms so many times that there's questions over who's even going to see what you what you post. Right. Now, with Twitter, you know, you throw the right hashtag in, and there's a good chance that whatever you saw, it will, somebody will see it. Right. Now, you might be a troll, and they might come after you with guns blazing, but Twitter and the instantaneous nature of Twitter does lend itself to more open discussion, at least until Dorsey sends his minions, his goons out to go in memory hole your entire timeline, which happens frequently to conservatives and almost never liberals. Uh, there was uh, the former CEO of Twitter, his name escapes me, was on there this week, and he was talking about how they should just take all the capitalists and line them up and shoot them. And I'm like, hey, I thought you guys had rules against that kind of thing. You know, threatening to kill people. Well, not if you're a liberal, because that tweet is still up. Yeah. No, I, seriously, I got I had an account once. Uh, I got thrown off of Twitter. The old, my old account, I got, was, was permanently suspended because I made a joke about uh, Elizabeth Warren scalping somebody. And they're like, that's offensive. You're gone. And I'm like... That's offensive, but the woman, a white lady who made herself millions by falsely appropriating Native American suffering, that's okay, but I can't make jokes about it. I'm gone. Okay, fine. But, you know, that's just the way they operate, but that doesn't change the fact that I can go on Twitter right now at last stop OTR, and if I use the right hashtag at the right moment and made the right comment, it could go viral. The next thing you know, I could be, I could be in the trenches if you want to be. If right. you want to be, that's the thing. But it's it's very difficult now to find anybody that is willing to have an intelligent debate with you. Twitter does not lend itself to intelligent debate, my friends. No. Uh, talk radio does. You could call a talk radio show right now, and if the host has a half of a brain, let's say you're a, you're a liberal, and you, you've been reading the New York Times uh, talking about how uh, Trump is, is you know, deserves the coronavirus. He deserves it. It's a wreck. Don Lemon on CNN saying he's a reckoning. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure viruses tend not to seek revenge because, you know, 
They're microscopic creatures, not actual I think, people. I think they're non-discriminate. Yeah, it's, that doesn't really work that way. It's not really medical science, but then liberals and science kind of have a tenuous relationship. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, fine. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I, I'm all mad about this, and I'm mad about Trump this and Trump that, and I'm going to get I want to fight with somebody. If the, if the host of the conservative talk show in your town has a half a brain, he will not only take your call, he will take your call first. Right. Because that's good radio. And it allows you to have that give and take. You could have a discussion. On Twitter, you get 280 characters. Then they get 280 characters. Maybe they're doing something else and it's going to be a few minutes before those 280 characters even show up. They might not even bother. On Facebook, it's even less likely that someone's going to see it and engage. Right. And if it is, again, it's going to be social media engagement where it's, it's everybody's just trying to own each other. I just want to get you. I'm going to burn you. I just want to get the burn in. And I have to admit, I'm terrible about it on Twitter. I am. You go to Last Stop OTR, and most of my feed is me just nuking stupid liberals. Right. And I can't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's so easy because they're so dumb. Right. And they're so incredibly easily manipulated and misinformed by the people who tell them what they think that I'm like, man, that's, half of this crap isn't even true. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to do it. But here we are, and they're now all over social media, and they've gone beyond the usual, like, just throwing obscenities at people. I hope Trump dies. Now, assuming that the worst happens and Biden somehow wins next month, all right, that would be bad for liberty, okay? Because let me tell you what Biden's, first of all, Biden isn't, Biden's, like I said, he's a hood ornament. He's a cipher. He's He's a brown bag. He's a potted plant. Okay, the people behind him, these are the guys you got to worry about. The people who fund Antifa, the people who pay for the U-Haul trucks to distribute weapons to Antifa members. Okay, we all saw the video that money came from somewhere. And I can promise you it wasn't the Antifa terrorist because there's no way daddy wouldn't wonder why his American Express card had a U-Haul charge on it. Right. Okay, so the people behind that, the people who fund this latest, latest immigrant caravan coming from where? Honduras. The pe- I mean, that many people can't travel without somebody paying for water and food. Right. Who's doing it? Right. That's as as my mom asked. And she said, you should ask about this. I'm like, well, if I could. F-. You're never going to know these guys uh, names. Who do you ask? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, who am I going to. What am I going to call CNN? They're not even if they know, they're not going to tell me. Right. Uh, the guys. And I, I, the best way to put it would be for all the people, all the all the liberal billionaires who went to Epstein's pedophile island. Now, Bill Clinton, we know, went on at least two dozen occasions, okay? We know that Prince Andrew went a couple of times. But it's the guys who's, who are wealthy enough that they're, you don't know that they went. Because those were not the only two dudes that went there. Nah. But they were, there were dudes that went there who have so much money that you don't hear their names, Okay, it's not Bill Clinton and his 26 flight plans. It's the guy that won 26 times on his own plane and he's got so much money there was no flight plan. Right. These are the guys that are behind Biden. If Biden were to win in if somehow if everything went to enough voter fraud was committed or whatever, if Biden were to win, these are the guys that you should be worried about. Okay, these are the guys that are in the country. These are the guys who are going to say, we're taking your guns. Uh, your right to free speech now has conditions. 
Okay, And all you have to do is look at the way the Democrat media complex has behaved as we've come closer to this election. They're flat out saying, we don't think you should be able to disagree with us publicly. There was the new poll at the end of the week. uh, A significant plurality of college students believe violence is an acceptable response to uh, to, you know, not getting what you want politically. Right. That is being taught to them by Democrats in so-called professors offices. Right. And it's well, it's always the kids that say that that well because they're taught that they should have had their ass beat when they were young, yeah, and they didn't. No, and so now they can, you know. I pitched a fit when I was a kid. I got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm just going to burn the city down and get what I want. And and what's worse is it used to be, it went from if you try that we're going to beat your ass to if you try that we're going to not beat your ass but we're going to tell you you shouldn't have done that. Now they're telling them to do it. Right. Oh yeah, go be violent. You know, go do burn down the CVS. That'll that'll bring Brianna Taylor back. Yeah, you know, great, great. You know, just go ahead. Uh, but here we are, and these are the guys that are going to be. They don't think you should be allowed to speak uh, your mind freely unless they approve of it. They don't think you should be able to defend yourself. They don't think you should be able to avoid answering questions you don't feel like answering. I mean, if you look at what the Democrat media complex has become and what they are openly saying. Okay, I forget whether it's Amy Coney Barrett. We don't think that that should be allowed. She, we should have another election before anybody gets to the court because you know we didn't approve. Well, hey guys, these are your rules. Yeah, but that's it's different now. Right. Okay. I mean, it's it's not just the gaslighting that we talk about so endlessly. Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, personally murdered thousands of old people. He was interviewed this week up in New York by, uh, I think, the Finger Lakes Journal, one of these like local media outlets up there in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they asked him, say, like, hey, you know, your decision to force nursing homes to accept COVID-19 patients, that, uh, that didn't really work so well. He actually he flat out said, that, that's not true. That didn't, I didn't do that. That didn't happen. Even CNN, which him, employs his idiot brother, Fredo, had to admit, okay, Cuomo just lied. Right. But they do that. They're like, oh, yeah. Whatever we said, no, no bearing on, on the things that, that are happening now. We don't think you should be allowed to speak your mind freely. We don't think you should be allowed to defend yourself. We don't think that any of the, the basic tenets of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness should apply to you without approval from us. You should, be, you should have to vote for the right person have the right political attitude, wear the right clothing, eat the right food, drive the right... California... And Gavin Newsom, you know, Governor Handsome out there. It's like it's like it's it's Gavin Newsom is like if a spokesmodel, if a catalog model was suddenly elected governor of the state of California and all he knew how to do was pose for pictures. <laughs> because that's all I ever see him doing. He's like, oh, we're going to we're going to make a new rule here, kids. For, uh, as of 2035, you cannot sell any non what is it? Non carbon neutral. Basically, you got to go all electric by 2035. Okay. I'm like, well, California is. Kids, if you're still behind enemy lines in California, Stan, and you want to live any kind of life that's worth living, you should go. You should get out now, right? Because it's almost over. Because your economy, a, a move like that, literally will. I mean, hell, man! Imagine, can you imagine the port of Long Beach without internal combustion engines. Right? How many people are they going to have to import to carry that crap by hand? Where do you think they're going to come from? China. And oh, me no, excuse me. South of the border and over the sea. That, you know, California stands not even going to be part of America by 2035. 
Long Beach already isn't. We couldn't be that lucky. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I mean, Long Beach is essentially an outpost of China, but I'm like, you know what? Fine, you can have it. Really? Just leave us like... Tahoe and uh, I don't know. Some of the wines are nice, but you didn't get them anywhere. I was going to say, what part of California is you going to keep? They're all burnt at this point anyway. You know what? How about you leave us Tahoe? And I think Death Valley is kind of cool. And you know what? You can have the rest of it. And I would also point out to you that if you have suddenly woken up after years of voting for these idiots and said, hey, you know, I think this isn't going so I should get out of here. You know what? You should have to stay there. I don't want you coming to Georgia. I don't want, I'm so tired of people from New York coming down to Georgia go, okay, well, we got out of there because it was getting so trouble up here. And, you know, it was with all the stuff that's going on. And so we decided we heard Georgia was better. So we came down here. And now let me tell you how we did it in New York and how that's better. You should do it that way. I'm like, why did you come here? <laughs> Same thing with the California stand, uh, you know, immigrants. Don't, if you are afraid of what the Democrats have done to California, with the poo all over the streets and the used hypodermic needles and Nancy Pelosi and all the other things like those aforementioned subjects, which are bad for the world. That's fine. Don't come here and expect to impose it on us. Don't come to Georgia or wherever or Texas or Arizona or wherever you're going to go next and say, okay, I got out of California because we were overrun with poo needles and Pelosi's. And so now I want to do all, now I'm going to back candidates that will bring poo needles and Pelosi's to wherever the hell I'm living. Don't do that. Right. Get, you know, we don't want you here. I mean, look what happened in Georgia. They showed up and they tried to get that idiot John. They're still trying to put that idiot John Ossoff in the government somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came down, they tried to buy him a, what, a Senate seat. No, they're still trying. They're trying, still trying to do buy again, him another one. I again. know. They tried to buy Stacey Abrams, that overweight fraud. They tried to steal an election for her. They did the same thing down in Florida with that Gillum freak. It might have, and it wouldn't work. It would have worked too. It wasn't for that pesky crack. Uh, um, true story, by the way. Uh, or was it meth? I can't remember. What was it? They were having the big party, and, and they were all high. I can't remember if they were on crack or meth or both. Uh, whatever. It yeah, it might have been crack, but you know, hey, it's crack is whack. But this is what this is the world in which we live now. And I'm sitting there going, you know, hey, fine, but. We're only a couple of weeks from an election that will determine the future of the free world. And look at what your choices are, kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, big win for America. We've got a bombastic jackass who's actually pretty good at being president, except when he talks about it. And a dementia, a dementia-addled sex predator who may or may not be lucid at any given moment during the day, and is a hood ornament for people who are who make George Soros look like the freaking Boy Scouts. Right. I'm like, ah, wow, things are going great. 2020, <laughs> love it. And now we're changing all the freaking rules as we go. We got Cuomo up there going, oh, you know, hey man, that, that happened, but it, I say it didn't, so therefore it didn't. It didn't. And then when they're talking about Trump, it's like, well, unnamed sources. And then five days later, they got to retract the whole story. But they don't do that anymore. They just pretend that they never reported it. Right. I mean, just think, kids. In 2019, we thought we were at a low point when CNN tried to make Michael Avenatti a presidential contender. I miss those days. I'm wistful. I'm wistful for the days that America's least trusted television cable outlet news network tried to make an ambulance-chasing parasite a presidential contender. That was not the low point for America, because here we are. Mm-hmm. Here at the last pot on the right, we're talking about the fact that this this is where we are. What happened to the Saharan desert sand? I mean, 
Remember? Oh, remember that? It was like it was floating was across and what? we were all going to die. There yeah, were murder the hornets. Yeah, we had that. What, I feel like there was something else. Remember? Yeah, was, murder uh, hornets. Oh, quaint. Oh, if murder hornets showed up now, they'd be like, you know what? Screw it, dude. Right, cool. Come on. Murder hornets would turn around and go back to murder <laughs> yeah, hornets. Yeah, no like, doubt. Nah, this isn't even worth it. <laughs> I mean, hell, I'm surprised the coronavirus hasn't given up yet. Like, <laughs> and these people are so bent. I, what am I going to do? I'm just I'm just a virus. I'm not even a I'm not even a terminal virus. Right. I am a very easily caught, but not particularly nasty version. Of, I mean, yeah, if you get the coronavirus, it could be bad if you're already. Same rules apply as rule as, as apply to all the other influenzas. It's just easier to catch. But we got to freak out about it because we got to freak about it something all the time. But if I was the coronavirus and I showed up now, I'd be like, no, oh, man, I don't even know if these people need my help. No. Nope. I mean, they've got Donald nope. Trump versus Joe Biden. And if you watch that debate, you realize that the coronavirus has got nothing on us. Okay, we did this to ourselves. This is a real lesson for you all as we wrap it up here today. That's why aliens have never invaded. I'm sure the aliens have come by and gone, well, screw this, man. These people are crazy. They don't need no help. They're going to destroy themselves. And plus, we don't want to give them like the secrets of interstellar flight because they might get out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'd be like leaving. If, if you were a space alien and you flew by Earth right now and you saw what the preamp, and keep in mind, kids, and you can ask anybody in this latest illegal immigrant caravan that's trying to make it to the border. America's still the gold standard. It is. It is. You don't have to like it, but it's true. There's a reason everyone wants to come here. There's a reason the entire global economy hinges on what we do. The leader of our alien race said, leave this one. Let it stay contained. Yeah, it's like we don't want anything to do. The best they have to offer, the greatest nation in their history of their species is trying to decide between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Let's just fence it off and sneak away and maybe they won't notice we were here. (laughs) That's if you have that... And you know what, kids? You're coming up to, you've got a couple of weeks left to make a decision. I, I know there are a number of people out there who are starting to say third party because they just can't countenance either one of these two guys. And I understand the frustration. But bottom line, at least with Trump, you know what you get. Who, who is that? That's, what, Jorgensen? Yeah, J. J- George Jorgensen. Does it matter? I, I, saw, I saw where people Does were, it matter no, what no, his... No, it no, doesn't but, matter what your name is! <laughs> I saw where people were saying, hey, you know, who won the debate? And they were like, uh, Jorgensen? You know who won the debate? <laughs> Everybody who slept through it. That's yeah, who won that's the debate. Right. That's what I said. <laughs> and I was like, it was great. I slept right through yeah, it. Yeah, Mikey took a nap. You were the winner. Uh, you do what you want, kids. We're going to talk more about this as we get close to the election, obviously. And we have the Pence-Harris debate, which is just going to be, you know, because she's emotionally unstable. So, you know, that's not going to go well. All we need is Pence to say Willie Brown once, and oh. she'll she'll jump out of her skin. It'll be great. But that's where we are. That's where we are. Here we are, kids. We've got a Supreme Court seat that's open that uh, the Democrat media complex doesn't think that the duly elected president of the United States should fill because she's not the woman they would have chosen. That's their reason. Okay, that's not actually a good reason, but that's their reason. The Uh, the president of the United States has tested positive for a virus that isn't actually likely to kill him, but they hope it does. Mm -hmm. Okay, they hope it does. Uh, Their wing of American government is led by a woman who just recently put a salon in San Francisco out of business because they they did her hair. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that's a thing that has actually happened. Uh, and America's preeminent pastimes are being torn apart by social upheaval and uh, uh, the belief that a virus that is almost Im- un- incredibly unlikely to kill you if you are even vaguely healthy. 
I feel like there was something else, but it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. None of it matters. That's the thing, dude. None of this even matters. None of it matters. We're still going to be here next month, a month later. Who knows? In theory. Unless, you know, the Antifa come by and burn the house down, in which case, well, all bets are off. My friends, we have run out of time on yet another hour of podcast. Fabulosity has slipped by us. So I want to thank all of you for being here for uh, all of our good friends. Of course, our executive producer, my mom, uh, Jenny, the bank teller, the coming contingent, the kids trapped up behind enemy lines in New England, sweet Jimmy Apollo, the Soto boys, Denny and Richard, and of course, Denny and Linda, and of course, the hog, among so many others. I'd like to thank you for being here. And when I say so many others, I mean, well, <laughs> more than one. <laughs> I'd like to thank my old man for sitting through this because I know mom makes him listen to it. Uh, kids, you have yourselves a great week. We're going to remind everybody, check out our website at laststopontheright.com. Check out our Facebook group and, of course, our Twitter feed at laststopotr. And if you thought that this wasn't a complete waste of your time, imagine what a good podcast sounds like. Well, have I got a deal for you. For free, if you act now, go check out America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio. Net, and listen to what the pros sound like. All right, my friends, until next week, I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike. This has been The Last Pod on the Right. Y'all keep it in the short grass. We out! <laughs>